Hey there, shiny happies. How's that for a lovely start to the episode? I know we've heard it before, but I find it intensely relaxing and I love it. Today we are going to be talking about the fun and exciting topic of wrestling with pain. <laughs> now, we're going to keep it light, but we're also going to keep it real. I hope you'll stay with me. Align with your best self. Explore the quality of your being. Step into your capacity to thrive. Broadcasting from the northwest coast of Scotland, this is the Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity with D.W. Long. I am super happy you are with me here today. Uh, this is not an easy topic, of course, because I don't think any of us really like painful experiences unless you're some kind of masochist, but I'm curious about how you cope with, deal with, move through pain. And I'm going to present some wisdom here from someone I greatly admire, a mindfulness teacher who is world-renowned, and it is Jack Cornfield. And at the beginning of a chapter I wrote about wrestling with pain, I picked that title specifically because I think that's what we tend to do. We tend to wrestle with pain. And maybe there's another process we could engage that might help us, I don't know, move through that pain with more ease. So have a listen to this quote and let it sink in. When we open the heart through the gate of sorrow, we sense how pain and dissatisfaction are woven into the fabric of experience. So let me tell you what I think about that quote. When I, when I think of a big piece of fabric, we know that it's a whole bunch of threads that are all tied together. So. When we look at pain, dissatisfaction, sorrow, something that's difficult, on that piece of fabric must be the joy and luminous experiences as well. So if we can observe pain as just another part of that fabric, another thread woven into that fabric, well then maybe somehow we have put less of an emphasis on pain and observe it simply as being just what it is. Now, I don't know what you think about that, but that does my mind a bit of good there because I find ease in that somehow. Now, many would argue that we don't need to be attached to finding ease, and I totally get that. We talk about a lot in this podcast having an experience and simply accepting it for what it is and where does the practice come into that. But I do think that if there's an end game or byproduct to the practice of recognizing that pain is just another element of our experience in the world and not making it more than it simply is, well, a shift happens for us. Now, if we look at human experience and if you've had an experience that looks even the slightest bit like mine, you know that our sensitive human selves default to running away from pain by self-medicating and ignoring it or refusing to acknowledge it or any of the uncomfortable aspects of that experience, right? 
Now, here's the dealio about pain that is this makes it so painful. <laughs> uh, we know that pain can leave us feeling groundless, and often for many of us, it, its presence is unwelcome. So, and it's, you know, I, I have found it to always show up in a way that it feels rigid and unrelenting. And I can assuredly say to you that when we try to push it away or avoid it, it never serves us. I mean, this activity that we're doing never serves us, ever, period, end of story. If we try and do that, it's like pain as if it were some kind of entity. It just waits in the corner and it quietly searches for a way back into our experience, especially you know, when we try to stifle it or send it away. And, you know, it's almost like it says to us, you know, I will be honored. And until I am, I'm not effing going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, and that's just the damn truth. It, it's not going to go anywhere, especially when we try to wrestle with it. And talk about that annoying frenemy that you don't want to have around. I mean, it just follows us around and it mumbles something that we don't want to hear. And it's like ever present in the background noise of our lives. Until that shift I was talking about. Until we turn around and we face it and we give it the one thing that pain wants. And I find this to be very interesting. It wants to be acknowledged. And you guys who listen to this podcast probably know Eckhart Tolle. And he has written and suggested that whatever you fight, you strengthen. And what you resist persists. Boy, does that suck, but that's absolutely the truth, right? Whatever you fight, you strengthen, and whatever you resist persists. And I think, you know, rarely has there ever been a statement that rings with more clarity of the truth. So a gentle little bit of personal disclosure. When I first started going to therapy about 10 years ago, my therapist at the beginning of this work, and I was in the deepest suffering that I'd ever experienced in my life to that date, she told me about this notion of not fighting and trying to push away pain, but actually leaning into it. And when she posed that to me, I have to say, I really became angry. And I commented to her on more than one occasion that it was her job to help me eliminate the damned pain and not lean into it. What was she, nuts? Poor lady. Uh, but she stayed the course with me. And for the first time in my life, there I was being asked to stand in front of my pain, look it in the eye and start... Oh, God forbid, a conversation. And that's not at all what I thought I'd signed up for. But, you know, come to find out, I actually had. Because that is the process in therapy. You're going to face the big things that cause you suffering. So what I discovered was that learning how to be with pain in the end, after that, that what felt like a brutal course of self-study, was one of the greatest gifts I ever received. And I think I could never fully thank her for that. Now, here's another dealio, my beautiful people sitting here with me in this moment. If you're having the experience of going, I know that experience myself. I've been where he's been. I've tried to push it away. Well, you might be facing a moment of disappointment while you're hearing me talk about this whole leaning in idea. It's um, it, it maybe is not resonating <laughs> with you yet, but hang in there, right? Because we're not really looking at eliminating pain here, or are we? I'm not sure about the answer to that question, but stay with me. Now, you guys know that I am all about claiming our life path as a heroic journey. So, you know, everything you've been through right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, my God, I'm having a moment of 
painful suffering occurring in my life right now. So all the desolation you're experiencing and you're trying to hold yourself together and you wish to God that this pain would just stop. Well, it's in this moment where you are right now, where we are in this moment, that we can remind ourselves that countless people have been through this before. And they've had this experience. And as we become more awake to this idea, we can kind of begin to understand that this is one of those rubber hits the road moments. It's time to gear up, put our heads down and ride. Can we do what DW is talking about here? Can we take on this idea of leaning into being with pain in a new and novel way? And some of you might have done this and feel that you don't nail it all the time. Well, let me just tell you this. Neither do I. So, we're bringing in a lot of people today. We've got Jack Cornfield, Eckhart Tolle, and now one of my favorite people on the whole planet. Let me give you this quote from Pema Chodron. I think it really resonates here with what I'm talking about, and, and, and I think it's a must here. So listen to this. What she says about pain. At these times, it helps to remember that you're going through an emotional upheaval because your coziness has just been, in some way, small or large, addressed. It's as if the rug has been pulled out from under you. Tuning into that groundless feeling is a way of remembering that basically, you do prefer life and warriorship to death. Now, I just have to have a bam girl kind of moment because that is absolutely true. If we acknowledge that we are on a heroic journey and we believe with every fiber of our being that not only is our journey heroic, but we the essence of who we are is heroic, well then, yeah, of course we freaking choose warriorship, yeah, in this moment. And, and then if we can connect to that, again, some kind of shift happens for us. And once more, here we are again on this hero's journey where we're being asked to do something extraordinary. DW is saying, oh, lean into the pain and lean into it with the fullness of our being. So let me share this with you, my shiny happies. The more that I have been able to sit with, hold, truly be present with pain, the more ease I've experienced when I've been moving through any kind of healing process surrounding the pain. Now, you might be thinking, what the hell? But I can say this for sure in my experience and reported to me by people I've worked with and the teachers that I've learned this cool-ass shit from. Yes, Facing pain full on has actually facilitated a greater sense of lightness and a more positive connection to what I like to call my true self. I can actually report from myself and from other people that I literally feel less pain when I stand beside it and allow its presence to be fully honored. Um, the uncomfortable qualities of pain become diminished. I mean, so what a conundrum. I mean, you know, during our early development, I think many of us have the experience of watching our family members and other close adults, at least I did in my family system, shy away from pain. Oh, hell no, we ain't doing that. We're not going to talk about it and we're going to pretend it's not there. It is no freaking wonder that the concept of cozying up to pain is foreign to many of us. You know, often the layout of our family systems, you know, especially in our early environment you know it didn't coach us to do what we're talking about here so in this day and age we're saturated by the theme of running away from pain you know i can say that it's a common thread 
in stories from in books and film and television we're always seeing characters who are trying who come home after a breakup and they open the bottle of wine and they're like i'm not going to feel this yet so this is a moment where i'll ask you again to be supremely gentle with yourself you know i'm always talking about being gentle you might be listening to me right now having a oh hell no moment thinking about turning off this podcast and thinking yes this is not going to be for me so i think i'll just skip this episode be gentle with yourself and I'll encourage you to stay with me. You're listening to The Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity. If, like me, you're enjoying what DW has to say, go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep up with future content. I would absolutely love it if you click a star rating or leave a review. That way, I can know that the content I bring here is useful to you. So I really got into the nitty-gritty of this um, at a certain point in my professional career um, when I started studying and learning about Hakomi. It's a psychotherapy where we really look at the body, and it presents us with the concept of being with an uncomfortable experience where this distressing material is, and we, like I said, we lean into it. But during the process, right, we ask ourselves to stay away from the temptation of trying to do anything, fix anything, or even figure anything out in any given moment when we're really holding our pain. We just allow it to be what it is, and we set our intention, you know I'm always about attention and intention, we set our intention to simply be with that pain, and that's it. So you guys who've been hanging around the party here for a little while know that I'm all about the curiosity and the openness and practicing acceptance and love where we can. Dr. Dan Siegel, one of my heroes. And so in this moment, I ask you, can you take on the idea that you can gently explore what we're looking at with a bit of curiosity and a nice big dose of love? Although the these principles that I'm talking about are kind of key to having a successful therapeutic experience, you, my friend, can leave this podcast later and work these principles yourself. Yeah, you can look at the idea of what is it like for me to not do anything with pain and just be with it, allow it to be what it is and and then set the intention to be with it. What will happen for me? Now, when we are as courageous as you are, my shiny happy, we can cultivate the ability to sit with discomfort. Yeah. We can do it by engaging certain daily practices. Now, you've come this far on this journey with me. Even if this is your first episode, you're still listening. A testament to your willingness in being curious about this idea of healing and moving through a, a distressing experience, a painful experience. The fact that you're still here says that, well, there's willingness there. So let's look at like the idea of what practices can we install into our daily being and have them make an impact on what we're looking at here. Now, one thing I'd like to present here is is the idea of meditation. So many people have the preconceived notion that meditation is like some practice where we have this specific set of desired outcomes, right? I'm meditating for greater balance or stillness or happiness and yada yada, right? So let me say this. There aren't any stakes here, and our meditation practice around something like holding pain in a new and novel way does not have to be focused on an outcome or some kind of, you know, 
positive trajectory that, that we have to be able to you know map the data of at the end of it and say well i am feeling 13 percent better today right we don't have to have that as part of our agenda so to speak now moments of meditation where we choose to be with something that's difficult whether we're lying down sitting down whatever your practice is you know we've done a little bit of meditation on these podcast episodes and there's more of that to come Whatever you decide you need to do or want to do, choose to do, intend to do, um, is up to you. But I will ask you again that you hold all of that with a very gentle heart and a, a mindset that is all about, well, gentleness and presence and, and no push and no drive. Does that make sense? So here's the realization that might be not very comfortable. The truth is that the discomfort that we're looking at holding, oh, my shiny happies, is going to be there no matter what you do. Whether or not you're paying attention to the breath when you're meditating or engaging any kind of meditation practice where you can give yourself time to hold this thing, if you don't attend to it, the pain ain't going to go anywhere. It's just still going to be there. So if we choose to take this mission where we say, okay, this dude saying, I can lean into pain, and, and for me, I need to be able to do that within a certain context, like alone at home in a moment of 20 minutes where I'm going to hold the thing that we're talking about here. And you guys know that I've argued that practice is key in these moments, and as our practice becomes a regular occurrence, we notice, I have and I've had this reported to me, that our capacity to find some ease in being fully being with that distressing and uncomfortable material we holding we're holding grows exponentially with every time we do it so every time we do it every time we dip into it there's greater ease that is found and that's some good news here we are playing around with the idea of using meditation as a playground figuratively to look at the thing we're discussing how do i hold pain and allow a painful experience to move um, perhaps with greater ease, although we are not going to be attached to the outcome. We're just looking at what's possible. I'm arguing that meditation is a great place to find connection to what we're looking at, working on, figuratively here. So if we are able to attend to the breath, pay attention to the breath, just to get ourselves kind of centered and grounded, well, what else can happen for us when we're looking at the idea of holding pain? So one of the first things we might do is we get ourselves situated, seated, lying down, whatever it is, whatever space we've created for this, and we simply notice the breath. Now, if you've listened to other episodes, we've done that before. So we simply notice the breath, and then we say to ourselves, okay, what, what is the quality of my breath? Is it shallow? Is it quick? Is it deeply relaxed and long? And so we notice the breath. And from there, we go further into, okay, what do I notice in my body? What do I notice in my mind? And then if we've set our intention to be with the thing that we're talking about in this episode, well, then we notice what happens to us or what is happening to us in the moment of holding that pain. We notice our body, we notice our breath, we notice our thoughts. And from there, we've begun to hold pain in that gentle and very specific way that we've been talking about. 
Now, very much like anybody doing any meditation, we may notice that intrusive thoughts come in and negative feelings come about the pain itself, you know, and, and it seems like they're even detached from the pain. You know, it might be associated with judgment. So what you do is, is you, you, you're doing this breath work and you're sitting and holding and leaning into your pain and you turn your attention back to the breath and simply notice the breath and then begin to notice your body again and your thoughts. And the more you continue to do this, the more you might notice that all that negative chatter that's kind of judgy with regard to the pain that you're doing and the breathing that you're doing, right, might move farther and farther away as you keep returning to the breath and returning to the thing that you set out to do. Now, we'll go in more depth about this in another podcast episode, but the basics are leaning into, right, being with, and whilst being with, paying a light attention to what's happening in your whole system without judgment, and let's say that you've wrapped up your first little exploration. It's brought tears. It's brought discomfort. and or, or it's brought something altogether different than that. I mean, I don't know what will happen for you. Ask yourself the questions. How was that for me? Was that comfortable? Did I feel freed by that? Do I feel heavier? And can I, in the moment of feeling heavier allow that to simply be what it is oh wow i did this thing that dw said and now i feel heavier avoid saying things like i feel worse yeah because there's judgment in that but heavier is kind of a quality yeah does that make sense so we have this whole moment where we're being in our body and we're noticing our breath and we're noticing the feelings coming in the thoughts and we're and we're choosing to simply be with well that's going to give us a good bit of information by the end of it. Now, let me, let me give you a little neurogeek stuff here. You know, we don't need to be a neuroscientist to understand the notion of fight, flight, or freeze. I think all of us in, in society now have heard about that because it's talked about and, and, and portrayed even in TV shows. Um, so it's become more integrated into our language and, you know, we, we get it. Okay, so when we are fighting with, wrestling with that pain, we are turning on that part of our brain that is associated with fight, flight, or freeze. If we're saying, God damn it, I'm not going to feel this. I don't want to feel this, right? We're, well, we're upping our cortisol levels. Our amygdala is going off. And we're staying in a, a state that is detrimental to our body, our system, our, our, our psyche, our spiritual center. You know, that tug of war is purely of our own creation. And that creation of suffering doesn't have to happen. So think of it like this. In today's society, where we are relentlessly bombarded with negative external BS stimuli, right? you know, just turn on the news for 10 minutes, watch it, and then check in with how you feel, our fight, flight, and freeze response is constantly being challenged, I think. So when we receive, you know, bad news or a loss or some BS that somebody's thrown at us that makes us feel bad well our limbic system kind of goes into overdrive right we get the, the amygdala goes off and then all that cortisol floods and yada yada i'm not going to get too detailed about that but i think you know what i mean so if you know anything about all of that well we know that the amygdala is there to save our lives but if we're if we're fighting with an emotional or feeling center that we just don't like, well, why are we doing that to ourselves? Why are we creating that extra bit of suffering? Because there's already enough going on outside of us. And if we keep it up, we know that that takes a toll on our body. So that introduction of 
being quiet and still and holding lovingly and with curiosity the painful experience in a meditative meditation setting um, can do us some good because in that paying attention to the breath all of that is going to keep our amygdala from going off or at least modulated in some way because we can breathe slower we can have some nice positive chatter going on in our head like hang on i've decided that i wanted to hold this so just take it easy and be gentle with myself yeah, i'm gonna do that and if we can hold ourselves this way we can certainly hold our pain this way and the last thing we need to be doing is turning on that amygdala and you know like that that famous YouTube video, Ain't Nobody Got Time For That. Well, we really don't, so let's not. So our practice, lean into the pain, huh? What do you think? Be with the pain without fixing it or doing anything to it or even trying to figure it out. Just recognize it for what it is. Be with it, lean into it, and then notice what happens to you. The more that you do that, the more that you show up to that thing that might feel like a bully right, in a very kind and loving way, does that bully then begin to recede? This is the report that I have from clients. This is the report that I can give you from me. The more that I lean into it, the smaller it seems to become. It might still be there, but it doesn't have the same negative impact on me that it did when I was trying to get it to, you know, F off. And as we close this episode on wrestling with pain or not, wrestling with pain. I hope you guys are finding this information useful. I continue to adore you sending me messages and telling me what you think and providing me with fodder for discussion. It's really, really great. If you are an Instagrammer, follow me on Instagram. I am doing TikTok videos now too, which is um, a little bit interesting. I'm having a good time there. But until we meet again in this little arena that we've got set up here, you know that I always always wish you huge amounts of love and light. I send it your way with the fullness of my being. And until next time. You've been listening to The Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity with D.W. Long. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Click on the link in the show notes to send your question along via D.W.'s website at www.mcscoach.com. 